more fun when Kyle's here. So welcome to the I Want to Believe podcast. I'm Nomar Slevic. And guess what? We made it, y'all. We made it through another season. And of course, we missed our boy Kyle. But I do think we were able to pull off a successful season four. I'm sure I'll do some more bonus episodes throughout the year. But until then, thanks so much for the support and for listening. Also, I really enjoy the grassroots nature of this podcast. So please be sure to share these episodes with your friends. Tell your coworkers about it or do whatever the hell you want. It's, it's okay by me. Regardless, I will be here with an eye to the sky and my heart with all things spooky. But enough gushing. I do have one last story to tell. A story about a creature of the night. But first, a final reminder that all of our I Want to Believe social media and email are in the show notes. And of course, my brand new book, Granite Skies, which I'm sure you're all sick of hearing about, is now available for purchase. You know where to get it. Just check out my link, allmylinks.com slash Slavic, or just click on it from the show notes. Okay, let's talk about the Vampire of Mineral Point. It was late at night, a police officer, something caught his eye, something that shouldn't be there, something that he couldn't believe was there. Because when he looked into the cemetery, he saw what he reported to be a very tall, very pale, very thin, very ugly vampire. The town of Mineral Point, Wisconsin is home to just around 2,500 people. Settled in 1827, it became a lead and zinc mining center during the 19th and early 20th centuries. Today, it is considered a regional tourist destination. While Cornish settlers arrived during the 1800s, some local residents believe a different kind of settler arrived much later in 1981. Now, you remember the early 80s, don't you? The music. Just call me angel of the morning, angel. Just touch my cheek before you leave me, baby. The television shows. <laughs> you look like the High Lama of Shangri-La. Yeah, you look like an 8x10 picture of Dorian Gray and the movies. It gets bad on Friday the 13th, but it gets worse on Saturday the 14th. The Book of Evil! An innocent family driven absolutely batty. That last clip was from the movie Saturday the 14th, 
within it, a couple is plagued by all types of strange and paranormal happenings, including the presence of bats and vampires. Interestingly, residents of Mineral Point can relate. In 1981, reports began to circulate about a vampire that had taken up residence in Mineral Point's Graceland Cemetery. Initial reports of activity in the graveyard prompted Officer John Pepper to investigate while patrolling the area one evening. Pepper entered the cemetery and began to make his rounds when he saw a tall, caped figure with a white face. The figure, startled by this intrusion, fled from the officer who, by instinct only, gave chase until he saw the creature leap over a six-foot barbed wire fence. The officer stopped in his tracks and returned to his squad car to make a report. He and a group of officers returned to the scene the following morning and attempted to follow the creature's tracks in the fresh snow. When Pepper led his companions to the area where the figure had escaped, there were no tracks found on the opposite side of the fence, and not much more would come of the event other than some ribbing by fellow officers. The story fell silent for 23 years until March 14, 2004, when police responded to several reports of someone sitting in a tree outside of an apartment complex, and that someone would leap upon his victims as they passed to enter the building. The description given by witnesses matched John Pepper's suspect from the Graceland Cemetery case. The creature remained at the scene until police arrived. They reported that a six-foot caped figure leapt from the tree and fled. The police gave chase only to find that the footprints disappeared at a ten-foot concrete wall. The area was scoured, but not a sign of the creature or person was found beyond the concrete wall. Once again, the story fell silent until July 11, 2008, when the police were dispatched again when a young, terrified couple arrived at the Mineral Point police station to report that a tall, caped figure with a white face had chased them. The witnesses, a young couple that were fishing off of a jetty at Ludden Lake, reported that they had heard noises coming from beneath them while fishing from the jetty. The couple stated that there was scratching under the wooden surface and that they could hear splashing and something climbing up beneath them. One of the witnesses, Brendan Hines, stood and began to stomp on the jetty, thinking it was an animal and that the noise would scare it away. He reported that his stomping only drew the creature closer. He then shined his flashlight between the boards of the jetty and saw a caped figure climbing up beneath them. He froze in horror while his girlfriend, Jamie Marker, ran away. When the creature approached, Hines threw the flashlight at it and fled behind a marker to their parked car where she sat waiting for him with the doors locked. 
Hines entered the car and started the motor. He could see the caped figure speeding towards them as he jammed the car into gear. The couple then fled to the Mineral Point police station to file their report. Two patrol units were dispatched to the site but found nothing other than the young couple's fishing gear. So, if this caped figure is not just multiple people perpetuating an ongoing legend, what else could it be? There's really no evidence to suggest a vampire other than the look and its leaping abilities. However, according to local legend, there is something known as the Ridgeway Phantom. It is said that this phantom could change its appearance at will. Anecdotes include people claiming to have seen the ghost of a man with a whip, walking with them, or even chasing them. It's transformed itself into domestic animals such as dogs, or even sheep or other farm animals, right in front of other witnesses as to disguise its appearance. It's also been seen changing into various human forms, including a headless horseman, other witnesses have seen a young or old woman. Regional folklore holds that the Ridgeway Phantom is a combination of two brothers who had the misfortune to be murdered as a result of a bar brawl sometime in the early 1840s. Sightings of the Ridgeway Phantom supposedly escalate in cycles of about every 40 years, starting in the 1850s, and occurring more frequently again in the 1890s, the 1930s, and the 1970s. Although reports of the Ridgeway Phantom have declined over the decades, claims of mysterious manifestations occurring as late as 1993 have surfaced on the internet. It looks like the 2010s were due for the Phantom, but no such luck. According to the tale of the Phantom, Dr. Cutler of Dodgeville was the first to announce seeing the Ridgeway Phantom, claiming that it appeared on the pole of his wagon as he was riding home one night past the house of a deceased person. A man named John Lewis claimed that some sort of supernatural agency was the cause of his ailments, and it is said that he died as a result of seeing the Ridgeway Phantom. So, could this caped vampire of Mineral Point be a new manifestation of the Ridgeway Phantom? Or perhaps it's the Phantom's true form? Or maybe none of it is true. Regardless, if you find yourself around Graceland Cemetery in Mineral Point, Wisconsin, be careful, will ya? Thank you again for a wonderful season four, and thanks so much for listening. I'm Nomar Slavik. Last
Like a drum, deep 